You are listening to the ABC Business Show, where we help entrepreneurs make their dreams a reality. Here are your hosts, Kerry, Elise, and MJ. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. The information provided in this podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be considered as professional advice. Hello, welcome to the ABC show. We are excited for you to join us again here today. And today is a little bit different because we have a special guest. So we will introduce him in just a moment. In the meantime, I am here with my co-hosts as always, MJ and Elise. Hey ladies, anyone do anything exciting at the weekend? No, for Elise, <laughs> but I did. I started working on my old boat. I'm so excited. My uh, The girls know, and but Chuck doesn't know, I have a 1940 Tahiti Catch sailboat. It's an all-wood boat. And um, of course, starting the season is not as easy as with a modern boat and 10 times more fun. So I'm excited. I started working on it. We expect to launch by this Friday. Oh, nice. You have to take a video of that for us. Oh, I yes. will. Special guest today is Chuck. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce your last name because I know I'm going to totally screw it up. Um, what's your last name? <laughs> Most people just say sir, but no, it's it's Daskowitz. Okay, so we're just going to go by Chuck today. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, met Chuck in the Food Dog Group. So he, as you remember, we had Mike Aguilera as a special guest on uh, our podcast back in January, February of this year. And so Chuck and I got chatting and it was just, you know, learning about his story, how he started his business. And I was like, we have got to get him on this podcast because what an inspiration and encouragement, um, you know, he can be to other business owners. Yes. So welcome, Chuck. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we're going to jump straight in. Uh, you've had your business for about 12 years. What made you decide to start your own business in the first place? Well, I thanks, Carrie. I um I always knew that that I wanted my own business, but I didn't ever have that push to just go out and do it. Right. Um, but I did the last place that I worked for the the company that I worked for uh, was it was a great company, but I always felt like it was, you know, I had a bit of an attitude because um, because I would I, I almost felt like I was doing more than others and 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 it wasn't appreciated as much as you know I had that ownership mentality mm -hmm. and, um, it was um, it was that it's like I, I recognized that in myself and and didn't see it in others right. yeah and I think a lot of people could relate to that so I know that I you know certainly can and yes absolutely one of the greatest lines I've heard someone say in a long time you said every entrepreneurial spirit has a bit of an attitude when they work for other people. Yep. <laughs> I could feel that to the bone. <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned that because my staff all have that. I have to be an extra special boss. Because <laughs> we want those people, don't we? We mm -hmm. want those people working for us, but we know ultimately they're going to have to go do their own thing to really mm -hmm. be satisfied themselves. So, yeah. all right. Well, hey, Chuck, you mentioned the value of having a mentor. When should someone consider hiring a mentor or coach? Yeah, it, you know, MJ, I, I, I. I went nine years without a coach and, um, I, I thought I knew it all. Right. And, and I was, um, I, I you know, without any formal training and, and just coming from the plumbing field to owning my own business, I did, I did well, but when I found a coach is when I realized I didn't know anything. Right. And I started to look back on, on a lot of different things and what I would do different 
you know, that previous nine years. And it was literally like, if I could have gone back and got a coach at day one, where would I have been in year nine versus where I was at? And uh, the answer is like, I probably would have been leaps and bounds uh, further than, than I, than I was. Um, I, uh, in the last three years of having a coach, it's been a lot of, a lot of eye-opening experiences where that, that first day that I had a coach was like the first day all over again. Right. (laughs) what, What I, what I thought I knew and what I thought I was doing really well was a big wake up call. And I was like, holy cow, there's so much more that I could be doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the, the, the answer is I, I would start from day one. You know, I would plan a business around um, and, and work with someone that's done it before that type of business or business in general. Yeah. And and it wasn't a small business that you had when you hired your coach. You you had done very well. Tell tell our listeners a little bit about. We were doing about twelve million dollars a year. I uh, started the business with just myself in my garage and grew up to about twelve million dollars a year, and uh, and and that's when we decided to to hire a coach, um, because it, it wasn't that I felt stuck. I mean, COVID happened. And uh, the first thing I said to myself is, what are the next steps here? And I said, we got to double down on advertising. We got to double down on training. And I, I, I need a coach. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because I have a, I can identify 100% with the eye opening on getting a coach. Because yeah. I did the same thing. Once I got a coach, game over. Yeah. Game changer, big time. And so tell us a little bit about your culture of, you know, of business, how you kind of created that. Well, I, I, uh, I definitely believe in people first. That's, that's one of my things. Um, I don't, uh, I do it a little bit differently. I, uh, I always say you take care of your people. They'll take care of your clients. The rewards will be there, right? Like the money will be in the bank. You know, the business will succeed. A lot of businesses tend to go for, let's look at the money in the bank first, right? I, I, I didn't have that ever and still don't. Um, I mean, it's important to pay attention to the numbers, but I always felt that if you take care of your people, they'll take care of your clients and in turn, the rest just falls. Yeah, I love that. And I love seeing your photos on Facebook where you're doing like company lunches and you're like Taco Tuesday and you know everyone's in um, you know, having lunch and it's those, it's those little things as well, that it's, you know, people sometimes think that it's like offering all the benefits and everything, but it's just things like doing lunches and, you know, get togethers and that kind of stuff that makes a big difference. Is that something you've always done? Yeah. Yeah. We've always done it and it's evolved. I mean, we've done snowmobile trips, we've done lake days, we've done boating, we've done, you know, we, we celebrate, uh, the wins, uh, personally and in the company, uh, you know, um, the quick quick story is um, now that we've we are so used to doing it and focusing on the culture, now the culture does it itself. Where I used to be the one like, "Hey, let's celebrate!" You know, so and so got a new car. Now it's not me saying it; it's, it the culture does it. And wow. this this past year uh, at our Christmas party, uh, one of our um, administrative assistants. Her, her son passed away about a year before the party. 
and the culture got a hold of this and um they they found out she she didn't have enough funds to get a headstone and uh they took it upon themselves without me right to uh to go around and do a collection for her. they raised wow. over thirty two hundred dollars and we wow. presented it to her at the christmas party and that, again that wasn't me saying hey i'll donate hey this let's do this that was the culture that did it themselves and that's uh, amazing that was uh that was a very rewarding experience for me um and and i'll be totally honest like probably one of the best benefits that i've ever had from being in business myself best reward i've ever had and the fact that i didn't have to start it i didn't it, they just did it themselves was a milestone yeah i got goosebumps from that story that's just awesome that yeah. you know like you said the biggest win it didn't come from you. And I think that's such a huge testament to the kind of company that you have built and that it really is ingrained. And then even those new people that are coming in, they're feeling it, they're seeing it, and everybody's just like, yep, this is what you know, all hours plumbing is about. So true. So my, my, I just want to pop in here and say my weekend was busy because I was doing continuing education and I did four hours of continuing education on exactly what you built how important it is to create that exact culture for any business. And um, like I said, it is important. And to see you put it together that way is amazing because not everybody can do that, but an entrepreneur can catch on the minute you give them the hint on how to build that. Was there any strategy there that you used to create that basically turnover from you being the leader to them being taken a team approach no just show up every day and lead by example right like i mean that's the it, it's 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 that easy right you don't uh, you just be real and authentic as much as possible and they take it from there believe me you know you're always on the stage people are watching you yes constantly um no matter what whether you think they are or not and um it goes seen like just when you think that, oh, people aren't paying attention or you have to, you know, uh, be the, the boss, right? Not the leader. You have to be the boss and step in and say, hey, it's, it, you're, you're not doing this correctly. Mm -hmm. They're still paying attention to what you're doing outside and around that. Um, and, and showing up every single day of, you know, there is no, there is no thought behind it. Someone comes and says, hey, we're struggling in this area personally in our lives. It's like instantly, yep, let's do something about it. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Well, so let's go back to, uh, you know, the coaching, the mentor aspect. So you started working with CEO Warrior. What impact did that have on your business? And did it surprise you the kind of impact that it had? Yes, it, uh, it surprised me in the fact that, like I said, I didn't... Uh, I thought I knew everything and I thought I was doing really well, right? You know, to go from zero to 12 million in nine years is not a small feat. Um, but it, it, uh, it opened my eyes when it was like, okay, most of the time in those nine years, it was like, I would just look at the bank account and if the bank account was going up. I was doing well. Bank account was going down. Okay. Something's <laughs> wrong. But I didn't know. I didn't know. Right. Right. And um, CEO Warrior was 
was the one that said, okay, let's find out exactly why it's going up or why it's going down. And now we've dialed it in and it, it wasn't overnight. It took time. Um, but in a short amount of time, right? I think within the first year, was leaps and bounds from where we were even in the nine years. Um, and it was like, I know exactly what my numbers are, what my costs need to be, where where the losses are, where the gains are, what department's doing well, what department's not doing well, what team needs to step up, what areas I need to focus on, um, all those, all, all the things. And I can say this for any type of coach, program system it's the level that you use it is will it will have the effects right oh, yeah. so if you're not using it and you're expecting huge results it's not going to happen if you put in the effort you will absolutely get the rewards and it's you put in a little bit of effort you're going to have a little bit of rewards you put in a lot of effort you're going to have a lot of rewards that's, that's huge <laughs> Such a good point. I know that there's people, you know, that I work with that will put in the minimal effort and, and when they realize what a waste of time that was, they go back and they actually do the work. They're learning so much in that work that they're doing between appointments, right? You, you, I think that sometimes when people invest in coaching, they expect miracles to happen in that 30 minutes or that 45 minutes that you're on the call with your coach. But the miracles happen in the work you do between. We we might awaken a thought, we might open a door, we might train a skill, but when you go and apply it to your business, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, and it's not a set it and forget it. It's it's apply it, look what it does, go back, and you might have to take some things out. You might have to add some things. It's like what they built for the general of companies didn't always fit, right? Like I had to go and add stuff that was, um, you know, exactly a fit for my company. Right. When you hired CE Warrior, was, was all your team on board? Were they excited about that? Or when you hire a coach, your team is just kind of, oh, great. They're going to come in. They're going to change everything. It's going to be different. Like what was the team's attitude? Because you guys were doing well. Yeah. You know, again, it's, back to how I show up every single day. And because I was 110% in, a lot of people were 110% in, or a lot of the, the culture was. Um, there was some, there was definitely some that, that were like, oh gosh, here we go. This is, you know, big changes. <laughs> and um, I explained to them, you know, okay, guys, this is why we're doing it. And I showed them, showed them what it was in it for them right? Meaning that we're doing this and this is what's going to happen to the company, but this is what also is going to happen for you. Um, and what I loved about CEO Warrior is it fit our culture so well because it wasn't always about the business. Like it was about their personal breakthroughs and their their goals. And, um, you know, it, it brought a personal level to it. Um, but yes, we definitely did have some resistance to it uh, for the most part. But I didn't just do it. It wasn't just me that was doing it. Mm -hmm. I, from the beginning, I had three people on the first training. The second training, I think I had 12. The third training, I think I had 18. You know, and it just layer after layer after layer. 
Now we're, and we're still a part of CEO warrior today. Every training you go on to, whether it's virtual or in person, I've got six of my team back in New Jersey right now going through a training. Um, so if it's virtual, we usually have the last one was two weeks ago, virtually. I think we had 14 people on doing the training. Um, I see a lot of owners that go in and they just keep the information for themselves. And then they try to take it back to the team and the culture and train it. And uh, I, I decided to do it a little bit differently. I wanted everybody involved so it could build that ownership um, uh, mentality with everyone. Yeah, that's right. one thing we've changed this year is I took my whole team to a conference in April because, again, it's about getting everybody involved. And that makes a huge difference. So um, you just that's how you get the, the ownership and the buy in from everybody as well. And I love that you sent six people to New Jersey. So yeah. Very That's awesome. cool. So uh, Chuck, you did say when we talked earlier that if you are not training the future leaders for your company, you will always be the leader. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, you know, the the saying that I was custom saying was if you want it done right, do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't believe that that's true anymore because People may not do it exactly how you do it, but the point is to get it done, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's about allowing them to do it and then asking lots of questions around it and, and letting, you know, letting them fail and, and collecting the data and regrouping and saying, okay, here's how could we have done this differently? Mm-hmm. And um, in a sense, you're you're teaching them to uh, to think like you, right? If mm-hmm. you don't want to think all the time, you got to teach them to think like you. So instead of giving them the answers, ask, well, what do you think I would do here? You know, um, and and be okay with what they respond with, and then ask another question around it. Of okay, that's great, but why don't we consider looking at it like this? And what, it, what happens if we did this? What happens if we don't do this? Um, that's the, uh, that I can tell you has been the, the key to moving everybody forward. Um, and how, how did coaching impact that mentality? Well, my coach told me, get out of the way. Uh, it was it was one of those things where it was like you're the one that's holding this back and Mm -hmm. if you don't stop doing certain things you're not going to progress forward now when my team comes on like we'll we'll handle certain situations and let's say if my executive team's on there's uh, I believe there's four or five of us um, if they're on I'll say something and, and I'll see smiles, right? If we're on Zoom or in person, I'll see smiles. And literally they'll say, that's exactly the direction we were going in. And it's because we're all thinking alike. And it doesn't happen once or twice. Like it's very often that this happens and they've, they've learned to think like me as much as possible. Oh, that's great. All right. You had shared with us when we had our pre-call your eight top tips for leading your team. Will you share those with our listeners? Yeah. Um, be humble. When you fail, pick apart the, the process and find the weak spot, then share it with the team. Um, stop micromanaging. That's the, that's the, the hardest one for me is uh, I like to, 
I like to be involved, but I don't, uh, I don't tell them what to do. I ask them why they're doing it. Explain to me why, why you did it this way and hear them out because there might be something in there that I didn't know or didn't even think about. Um, hire people who are smarter than you. Uh, this is, this is definitely one way that I get, I got out of the field faster and I, I didn't have to do the accounting that I'm not good at. Anything that I'm not good at, find someone that's, that's really good at it yeah. um, and, and uh, tr- actually train me. Pour into your people by sending them into training. Yeah, just train, train, train. It, it builds a sense of competence, ownership mentality, as well as like you're investing in them. Not, not a lot of people or owners these days invest in their teams as much as, as they should. Now, definitely have some expectations of I like to break down uh, and meet with everybody after each training. So we get the top 10 to 15 takeaways of each training. We also go into the training of, hey, this is a three-day or four-day training. This is kind of what it's going to look like and set the expectations before and then yeah. after hear the takeaways. Give them a chance to fail. It's okay to fail and, uh, and pick them back up and support them. And that's where the lessons are. That's where the learnings are, will come in. You will, they'll, they won't do it again. It's like touching the stove, right? (laughs) You won't do that twice, you know, um, ask more than tell. Yeah. The quote that I like is when you're ready to make a statement, instead of making the statement, ask a question, um, which I have to remind myself of that one daily, multiple times. Um, (laughs) Support them when, when they lead. Yeah. They, uh, you know, people are, they love praise, mm-hmm. but they also love the support and, and let them know, Hey, that's exactly how I would have done it. You know, good job. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. And, and the praise is definitely, uh, even the small things celebrate the small things, the small wins make a big difference. Set goals with them uh, personally and professionally. You know, we talk about uh, you should have three goals for work and three goals for your personal life. You know, I, I say every six months, but we, we check in regularly on those. We do a 90-day plan with all the uh, managers and executive team. So every quarter they're doing uh, 12 personal, I mean, uh, business goals to a point. Um, but we had a we had a personal side to that as well. Oh, those are great. That you know, these are all wonderful things. And I think that some of them we've heard before, some of them are new, but they are absolutely classic things that everyone could apply to their business. So thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Thanks. Those are awesome, Chuck. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to add that I love you do the personal goal setting side as well. I think that's one aspect that a lot of businesses don't think about. And it's just mm-hmm. a focus on what's good for the business, what's going to help me, you know, help the business grow. Yep. But that personal side, I think that uh, that definitely sets you apart. So you got okay, to have a why, right? You, you know, it's not all just work. You're, you're at work more than you're at home awake anyway, right? And so you've got to have that personal part of it be involved in your professional goals because there's got to be a why behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it does. It helps when, when you have to reprimand, right? Like 
if you just simply ask the question, is this getting you closer to your why or further away? Right. Right. Like you showing up late every day, is that getting you closer to your new truck or further away? Right. You having to leave early because of whatever, is that getting you closer or further away? So it really helps. And it doesn't feel like an attack at that point. Like you're mm -hmm. concerned, like, hey, I want you to get that new truck. I want you to get that new house. I want to celebrate that with you. And, you know, um, one of our, our, our team members last week had a goal for the last year on, on a truck that she wanted. And she posted a picture or she sent a picture to me. And I posted it everywhere and told everyone <laughs> how proud I was of her and, and Love it. definitely, definitely is, am proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I just want to mention that Chuck, the importance of that is super part of culture. That is a major part of making that culture exist so that your team stays together. Mm -hmm. So simple. It's the yeah, simplest yeah. little thing that we overlook so often. Yeah, I mean, how many times do we feel it inside, but we don't let it out? You know, it's it's natural to human. You're like, oh, that's so exciting for her. Just taking that one extra step of posting it so that you can be ex as excited as she is and people know that that's the difference. Yeah, I, I said to someone recently is, we talk about career paths with people too. I don't want my employees to stay stuck just because they do something really well. A lot of owners will just keep them in the routine because it's best for the business, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Is it is it really best for the business if they just be if they become bored or complacent two right. years down the road and you haven't set a career path with them? Now, if you have a career path with them and that is the place they want to stay, great. It's best for for everybody. If that's not where they want to stay, build them into where they want to go, and then train the other person to come in and replace it. Yeah. Bingo. Let them train the other person. You're right. You know, because they're excited. They've they've perfected it. They've they've gotten it down to a science. And and now it's boring. And so that's perfect. They can train the next person and they can build from there and go on to do something they're excited about again. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of that, Chuck. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners can relate to that and you will know, definitely be able to take away. Uh, some of those lessons that you shared with us. So uh, we always end with a tip for the week. So do you have a tip for the week for our listeners? Yeah, your, um, <clears throat> your biggest challenges will be um, your biggest lessons and opportunities. Mm, yeah. So true. I like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if our listeners wanted to you know, reach out to you, um, you know, what is the best way that they could do that? Yeah, Facebook is is always great. Um, direct message me. My my email is Chuck at All Hours Plumbing SLC like Salt Lake City dot com. Great. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing your experiences and and how you built such an amazing company and just you know everything that went into making that happen. So we really appreciate your time. Yep. Thank you, guys. It was great. Very insightful. Thank you so much. I know it was inspirational to people who are listening. Great job. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Chuck. You. We feel like I've gotten to know you a lot better. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners as well. Thank you for tuning in as always. Um, and maybe this is one of those podcasts as well. You need to go back and listen to it again and uh, you know, just take some notes and see if uh, you're able to apply any of what Chuck shared to your business and help that to grow as well. Don't forget to go find us on Facebook, the ABC Business Show, and give us a like there. 
And then also on Apple and Spotify, uh, make sure that you've given us a follow so you make sure you do not miss the next podcast. So thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Bye. You have been listening to the ABC Business Show with Kerry, Elise, and MJ. Make sure you tune in next week.